Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 195 of Lavery, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host, Colin Phoenix of Fire for Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the orange sidewinder for this episode, we have our Chief of Health and Safety, who can't pronounce words, that is Edleweiss, Ben Mosswoodwood. Do you have the loop handy? It's a bit, it's a bit full in here, and I'm, I'm kind of sticky, and it's just not pleasant. Mm-hmm. I cleaned it last week. Well, well, that's why we need more lube. God's sake, I keep things well oiled. Uh, moving on, we have Commander Shan, our head of Inhuman Resources. Hello. Hello. We also have our Chief Bar Steward hiding at the back somewhere, Commander Psycho Cow. Hello. Hello. We have Commander Kurgle somewhere. I hate audio mixers. <laughs> and we also have a guest joining us um, this week. We have Lord Knight. Good evening. Thanks Good for evening. having me. Welcome. Uh, so if you wish, you can join us. We are hanging out in-game, in-open, around, I do believe, Lave Station. I'm at Lave Station. No idea where I'm I'll be there is. shortly. Right, okay. Uh, so they're actually around the station itself, not around the Orange Sidewinder. As much as Ben has tried to offend Frontier so it gets replaced with an SRV, it's still a Sidewinder. Uh, if you can't get us to us in game, then there's also the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and click on live chat. And also we are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash laveradio. So we will go through uh, what everybody has been up to for the last, well, it's been almost four weeks since I've seen you all. Uh, missed you terribly, but I can reload. So, uh, Grant... Let's get the good news out of the way first. How you been? Yeah, doing all right. Thank you very much. No bathroom updates. Uh, no, nothing's changed. We're still trying to get that Tyler um, in place. However, uh, in the wonderful universe that we love, uh, I've managed to get back from Colonia with my Type 9 and on my aborted attempt to get to... Beagle Point, and I've come back and I've tried my hand at some engineering, but we'll talk about that later on. And I'm heading back out now. But sounds but excellent. I got I got I got elite in exploration. Woohoo! Congratulations, Whoa, dude. You should get elite exploration for getting back quicker than me. That's good going. Get so, how so are you gonna? How are you gonna hit combat elite in your Type Nine? So are you gonna be? You know what? I, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to try and give it a shot. He's going to die in real life before he reaches that. But it's one of those things I've never really um, done, uh, even with combat with NPCs. I've never really done that other than for for missions, and I've never really in, enjoyed that um, other than when doing events and stuff. So um, it's something I'll have to actually focus on. But seeing as I've avoided mining and engineering until, well, frankly, last week, and I've now done both, and um, can't, and, you know, can't put that genie back in the box. Oh, no, you've got addicted to it. You're, you're in the grind. No, I'm out of the grind. I got what <laughs> I wanted, and I've buggered off. Best way to do it. 
Ben, what have you been up to for the last few weeks? Um, mainly DIY stuff again. Um, this time it was a lot more emptying of rooms and building furniture and things like that. And a lot, a lot of walking because of not knowing Rotherham as well as my wife thinks I do. Fair enough. Um, yeah. In-game? Anything? In-game? I've not really had a chance to play in-game, really, to be honest. You know, it's just been... I've sort of potted around and things like that, but I've not really had a chance to play any games over the past couple of weeks, really, because it's just been working and <laughs> doing all that stuff and then you know, sleeping when I'm not working and building rooms and doing DIY. I see. Yes. Well, okay, if that's the case, we'll move on to Commander Shan. Uh, I'm hoping you've done a lot in game. <laughs> um, no, because it's been far too nice <laughs> weather to stay inside and play games. Um, like on Saturday, it was just a perfect day. So uh, myself and Mrs. Shan went out for a 28-mile uh, a cycle ride. Um, so we felt really exercised on, on Saturday. And yeah, it's just been far too nice weather. Although I, I have been get, have been feeling my age and getting grumpy over the sugar tax, uh, because two of two of the three supermarkets in my area, the sugar drink, sugar fizzy drink, is the same price as the non-sugar fizzy drink. So, in other words, the 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 diet version is the same price as the sugar version. And which I'm asking myself, well. Why would I ever buy the diet version then if the sugar one is the same price? Doesn't that kind of defeat it being a sugar tax as well? If it's you know, if the Coke Zero, Pepsi Max, etc., is the same price as classic Coke and classic Pepsi, then it's not a freaking sugar tax. Or are we getting political again? Yes, and welcome to tax of the day. Moving <laughs> on. Oh, please. Dr. Toxic, save us. I'm just glad they don't have a scrotum tax. <laughs> oh, let me guess. But, but how many degrees of separation are we away <laughs> from that? Uh, let me guess. You, you're, you're saying that Finbar... Um, no, it's not Finbar Saunders. What's his name? Yeah, Finbar Saunders and his double entendres. No, no, there's another one. The oh, one with the physiologic... Yeah, Buster Gunad. Are you saying that Buster Gunad would be paying the most? Definitely. And then you are putting him in, in yourself in the same bracket there, Cal, are you? Oh my Are you saying that you're nothing but a big ball sack? No, no, nothing at all. No, I'm, just, I'm just glad that they don't, because that would be a horrific thing if every time you bought something you had to weigh them. Moving you on. Talk about, talk about the toxic back. You are buying or a different item. I don't think that's going to make the edit, by the way. I think, I think I'm going to cut out. I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut my scrotum out. <laughs> well, that's one way to avoid paying for tax, isn't it? <laughs> Is that a system name I'm going why. to scrotum dark? Hold on a minute. I, no, I it's scrotum. It's scrotum dark, sorry. Scrotum dark region. My mistake. I, that's where I got inspiration from. Sorry, guys. I had a nice, quiet three weeks. <laughs> Dr. Toxic <laughs> what have you been up to Take next? me to America with you <laughs> You guys are too insane <laughs> um, 
what have I been up to in the last couple of weeks, few weeks? I have been getting out and enjoying the sun, mowing gardens and stuff, exercising my right to use my petrol tools. Um, in the game, what have I been doing? Jumping, jumping, scanning, more jumping, scanning, fuel scooping, jumping, scanning, fuel scooping, jumping. Yeah. So, lots of jumping, then trying to get back before Cal and feeling miserably. No, no, no. I'm taking a much longer route. I'm, uh, the route I've got at the moment is to the tune of 80,000 light years. Oh, God. <laughs> you must be a masochist. I got Exploration Elite way before Cal. Oh, well, that's all right. I, I earned that in an orca with 13 light year jump range. Oh, show off. Right. Uh- <laughs> Something like quarter of a million credits of exploration turned in at Jack's station when I got there. Yes. Not, complaining. Not complaining. Commander Kurgle, nice what have day. you been up to this week? <laughs> well, I am at the business end of my um, studies, so I'm doing lots of homework and sneaking a bit of elite in as well when I can. Uh, and I've been, because I'm tied up with the last study at the moment, I can't really invest a lot of time in elite. So... I've just been running lots of local missions <coughs> for a, a, a tiny little faction in a backwater that nobody's ever heard of. No one should care or pay any attention to. <laughs> Which immediately means people want to know what it is so they can then either help you or scupper you. Maybe they'll find out in future. Who knows? Right. Um, well, Lord Knight, I, I do apologise for you joining in on, on such discussions as the scrotum tax. <laughs> not a problem, not a problem. <laughs> uh, so what have you you've been up to for, say, the last week or so? Well, first I want to know, what is this weather that you all speak of? I, I have never uh, gotten to experience that because I'm spending all my time playing Elite. Um, I am... Uh, I have just joined the uh, ranks of people that own a chieftain. I had, I knew I was going to get one eventually, so I finally uh, was working on a project, and I'm like, well, I, I need to deal with some engineering, and all my ships are engineered. I need to get a new ship. So I went out and got the chieftain at Shrinrata, but uh, didn't have the money for the hull. So I said I need to get some money and made my way out to the California Nebula and mm-hmm. have been running uh, criminal masterminds and rebel leaders out to tourist beacons for some moolah. In a chieftain? No, I'm doing that in an in a anaconda. I have the chieftain. It's just dry docked because uh, I can't put anything in it yet. That sounds quite awesome, to be honest. How could so, you not? It's only 50 million credits to buy and kit the damn thing out fully, A-rated. Uh, yeah, but when I spent that, you know, look, the ship was, what, 17 at the station, and I had 40, and my rebuy for my Conda is 20. I so right, right now, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm running a high-risk game with these missions. I had literally one rebuy and already had uh, incurred a... 4,500 credit fine out there. So the only system I'm going to, I'm wanted in. I'm carrying known criminals and high-value targets, and there is no interstellar factors or repair stations anywhere in the area. So <laughs> it's been fun. So make sure you're good at smuggling then. 
Uh, I've gotten really good at it, actually. It's been it's been quite exciting. It takes all of my concentration. Right. Well, um, running heat sinks boost. Every everybody, be quiet. We've got we've got the Don has visitors in the chat room. <laughs> we're we're going to have to be very careful here. He might send a hitter. Oh yes. We don't want the nerf back. I don't out. think he's that. Well, he just said BRB, so I don't think he's here. I think he's skulking somewhere. Oh, skulk. That's fine. Let him skulk. So, um, oh, let's see. What am I up to? I am down in the Pleiades at the moment. Uh, as per usual, I am either helping the IDA or I'm trying to shoot down Thargoids. Um, so far, I've lost four T10s, three Chieftains, and a Ferdelance. So, um, I'm not the, exactly the Top Gun pilot I once thought I was. So what's the score then? How many Thargoids have you killed versus... Um, do, you, do you want a breakdown of by interceptor or, or what? Yeah. What's your kill-death ratio? Uh, at the moment, uh, I think the Thargoids think are winning. Kyle's having an issue getting in. He's having an issue. Yeah, I think I've just... Someone's stolen Kyle's account. <laughs> Quick, write down the details. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. It's the Mickey Mouse operation running at its best. No, no, it's uh, not. that's not fair. It's not fair. I've been playing all day without issue, and then halfway through that last jump, it tried to quit me out three times in a row. And uh, Actually, Cal, actually, yeah. Cal, I've got to interrupt you. When I say Mickey Mouse operation, just so I've been to Disneyland, that is the most... This the last couple of weeks. That is the smoothest operation over you could wish for. So it's a kind of backhanded compliment. Oh, but you know what they do to punish Disney employees at Disney World and land, don't you? Uh, <laughs> they make okay. them present leave radio. You don't want to know. No, yes. no. What it is, what it is, they they tell them to go staff the small world ride. Oh, it's yeah, because a, a week is a small. Stop! Stop! It's stop. a small world after stop. all. Stop! Oh dear! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having flashbacks already. You see, my daughter decided to take me on that ride because she knows that I hated it. Halfway round, it. Broke. I like your daughter. Good girl. Halfway round, it broke, <laughs> and she was having the bad time, not me. So I think karma exists. I am happy that karma exists. And the other thing that I was, I was a virtual stormtrooper. There is a thing there called The Void, Star Wars The Void, which effectively you put on a headset you uh, and a backpack, and you have a maze in front of you. But, of course, as soon as you put the, ha the, um, the headset down, you are in a virtual environment. And you are in as a stormtrooper, well, rebels as a stormtrooper, and you are involved in a full, fully interactive virtual environment trying to investigate something that's happening that the Emperor is trying to keep secret. It so is the most awesome and uh, immersive experience I have ever had in VR, and that says a lot. As a so stormtrooper, were you able to actually see anything? Yes, or, or shoot anything accurately. Um, we could, they couldn't. I think. I think stormtroopers. They they just say, "Here's a gun." Uh, don't. The one thing that gets me is every time uh, I think back to that scene with the sandcrawler, where Obi Wan Kenobi is going, "Only, only Imperial stormtroopers are this yeah. this precise," and you're there thinking, "Are they? Are they really?" 
But I went there with my son, who is, okay, a lot shorter. And when you look over to the side, I had basically a mini, mini me stormtrooper next to me. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so we were basically walking around. We were walking around an Imperial base trying to, uh, trying to discover some Imperial plans. And it, it was hilarious. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about it, but uh, oh, if you've if you've watched Rogue One, you would love this. It is it's fantastic. Meanwhile, where were we? <laughs> oh yes, and the, the, the Pleiades. Yes, I'm not going to tell you the. All, all I'll say is that the Thargoids are winning. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I, I think I need to. Um, I need to get some hints from the Anti-Xeno Initiative. Uh, in order to get uh, some well, guardian matches or where it's at. Have you spoken to the Broadcast Cobra crew? They go out shooting Thargoids sometimes. Uh, well, at the moment, I haven't had a chance to because um, you lot all met up with them while I was out. So um, I'll catch up with everybody at some point. There are Thargoid killers in the Lay Radio crew as well. Are you boasting there? Well, Sh- Shan does l- like poking things with the stick, doesn't he? Shan just shoots everything. Unless it's uh, a slave, he, get, he throws a, him into the sun. If I thought the Broadcast Cobra guys who shoot everything. Shan, Shan just shoots... Well, Shenanigans shoots anything. Shenanigans shoots anything. The Broadcast Cobra guys will shoot anything for fun. Um, and Colin shoots Thargoids for profit. Or loss. Loss. Mostly Colin loss. shoots Thargoids for loss. Yes. <laughs> I had he is three... The prime reason... Why I don't go Thargoid hunting. <laughs> Thank you. The, let's see. I started with just under 300 million. I'm now down to 245 million. That kind of gives you an idea of how well I'm doing. But are you enjoying yeah. it? Oh, yeah, thoroughly. I don't mind dying as long as I enjoy dying. But, yes. So, well, unfortunately, while I've been away, there hasn't been much... Um, development news this week, really, have there? It's, we've hit a kind of dry period. Well, Frontier have been moving offices, haven't they, over the last couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I did know that Wilbo and uh, Ed were actually doing their first stream from the, uh, let's see, the auxiliary streaming office this, this lunchtime. And that's really the first time that we've seen them back for, well, since before PAX. Ed was on his biscuit show on Friday, I believe. Was he? Yep. I'm sure he was biscuiting on Friday. I was just thinking, you you, you said uh, Will, Bo and Ed, and I thought that sounds like some sort of uh, double act. It it's actually, a triple act, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately to me, it sounds very Rod, Jane and Freddy, to be honest, but I guess I'm showing my age there. <laughs> Honestly, those guys, I'd have to look that up in Google to find out what I meant. I now feel so old. Will you play with I my I would have to look up on Google. <laughs> yeah, watch. Oh, wait. Jane and Freddy are on Google, to be honest. Just look up Rod, Jane, Freddy and Twangers. That's all I'm saying. No. Yes. <laughs> God. It's the best way to ruin your childhood ever. No. Are, are we actually getting on to anything elite-related? Are we just that, that's what I'm no, no, no. We're just going to reminisce about things all day. Right. Shall we move on, please? Right. There so has had... actually been some content in that uh, Sandy's been talking to us about crime. Again. Well, he's... He, he's... 
it's not really talking about it. It's more like considering ideas, giving you suggestions. You know, the, the whole usual focus feedback thing. The problem is, I know it's in that thread that everybody just sort of started arguing with each other again instead of just giving feedback, which... Oh, that's kind of normal, isn't it? Uh, I know, but I thought the focus feedback was supposed to be different. Oh, well. Well, the, the update is given as they're considering... Um, having this handle yourself in mechanic, but also they talked about increasing the thresholds in which you incur a friendly fire bounty as oh, well. Yes. I mean, yeah, that... both of them do need looking at, I think. Yeah. I'll be def- surprised. I'm, I'm on to be surprised that, sorry, to be honest, I'm surprised they haven't thought about the hand yourself in mechanic before now. My, my issue with it is, is it all makes it even more complicated it's, it's more rules on top of more rules, and we're soon going to need a, 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 a lawyer profession in Elite to be able to get ourselves out of the crime punishment system. You know, and, <laughs> Better call Saul. I was just <laughs> going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, and it's almost like having to invent new mechanics to get around the fundamental issue, which is it's too complicated. So I, I kind of hope they simplify it and make it easier for people to understand. Because if you've been playing the game for a while, you do kind of get how the current punishment system works. But if you're a new player, you know, it can be really daunting. Yeah, I must admit, being naughty is complicated. But being accidentally naughty is, is, is I think everybody has agreed, it's been soul-destroying for some, for some people. Um, you know, I think that's really the problem, isn't it? Is people that are intending to be breaking the law in-game intentionally, mm-hmm. they've done their research and they know how to deal with the circumstances. It's the players that copy it accidentally. That's where the problem's really kicking in. I mean, yeah. personally, I, I, I fell a fan of this uh, a few, couple of weeks ago now, is that I was doing one of the bounty hunting CGs and um, my uh, I was in my main ship and my NPC was trying to find my, find my fighter and the ship flew across the fire of the NPC ship. And I did, because of that, I didn't actually get an assault bounty. But what then happened was another ship then shot at the ship that crossed the path. And I got a murder bounty, even though I hadn't actually shot at it. And the NPC <laughs> kind of like winged it. And because of various updates and the way the notoriety system worked, I actually couldn't get back to the bounty CG for like four hours which for such a you know a stupid thing was immensely frustrating and yeah i mean i, I know it was a bug and it's been fixed and stuff like that but i thought really it, it, you need you need to distinguish between killing a player and killing an npc because a lot of the pushback i see from the murder thing is npcs getting hit or whatever by accidental fire and whatnot so yeah it just needs sorting out i think yeah i mean i think that is uh, the number my every single time i've had to deal with it it's always been due to either friendly fire or mishits i mean I've, I've normally been quite good i've been trying to shoot aliens instead of other do which does kind of help but uh, i do remember in the beta i had exactly the same problem as you shan and uh, it basically took me and my t10 out of the beta i think for a good uh, a good chunk of it because I was looking around for no, uh, for uh, uh, the interstellar factors. 
And this is the issue with the friendly fire thing, because if you fly a heavily engineered chip, which I mostly do, you, um, you know, my, most of my ships can take down NPCs in under 30 seconds. So it's kind of like the odd 1% hull damage. I've got the um, phased modification, so 1% hull damage. It's a single accidental burst. And like, so, I don't know, it, it needs looking at, and the whole mechanic, I think, needs rationalizing, I think. Yeah, I mean, it is it is getting to the point where a lot of people are, are talking about this so much that even if people do publish the metrics to say it doesn't happen all that often, circumstantially, everybody else is going, yes, it does. It's happened to me at least once, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of... I think didn't Obsidian Ant do a video on this while I was away, saying that it was basically hampering some people, a he, lot of people. Did, yes, it was one of his, his. He doesn't often put opinion pieces out; it's usually very factual. Mm -hmm. um, but he, in his view, I think he said the the crime and punishment system had gotten too complex, and I think one of the reasons why it's gotten complex is the the fact that bounties are now associated with ships rather than players, and because they're associated with ships, you then have to introduce a whole lot of rules to stop people bypassing the mechanics. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait for that uh, to be implemented. I do believe that's coming in 3.1. Is that, is that what everybody's under the impression of, that we're, we're finished with the, the 3.0 updates and we're up to 3.1? I think there, that's the expectation. Yeah, I'd say there, there is speculation that 3.1, or whatever the hell it's going to be called, might be coming sooner than people expect. It was the end of June people were speculating, weren't they? Which, fair, which is what I have no idea when people are speculating, but... So it, it, am I dreaming that uh, Brett went off and basically... Just did a, a small teaser post, or is that a dream? I believe he did. I can't. I haven't got the reference to hand. I, I don't have the reference, and I couldn't find the reference again. Um, but I, I thought I read something about Brett, who is a known. Yeah, I love Brett, and Brett's awesome. I met him at Frontier Expo, but he does like tweaking people a little bit. I think. So anything I read from Brett, I sometimes take with a giant grain of salt. Um, I try to take things with a giant grain of bacon. But, uh, bacon's always good. Salty bacon's good. Yeah. It's got so. to be smoked bacon, though. Oh, no, unsmoked bacon. Anyway, this is all sort of oh, topic again. Grim. Yeah, we're, off, we're going off topic again. So I, I don't know why people are thinking that 3.1 or whatever it's going to be called is co it might be coming sooner than people expect, other than this post that I think I remember Brett see it saying... But I don't know why people, apart from that, I don't know why people think it. Um, some people seem to think that Frontier said it's coming out in QT. And I actually I went and read through my notes from Frontier Expo. And they never specified any dates for any of their, they said the, the first patch was going to be a biggie. And then the last, the, the last one was going to be a biggie. And then they got two other wee ones, which aren't aren't so big, but they never gave any dates for them. But they never do. 
Well, exactly. I, I think because it was four updates, people have assumed it's one per quarter. Yeah, but we know what happens with assumptions. <laughs> so, you know, I hope um, it's still, don't get me wrong, I, I hope it's soon. I really do, but I don't want to, I don't want to be responsible for getting people's hopes up. So it's it's sooner PM rather than soon PM. <laughs> as far as I know, it might be next bloody week. But... Nah, you're joking. It's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's Tuesday. <laughs> that's why Zach's Zach on the channel. They are actually releasing it right now. Zach's on the channel to tell us this, isn't he? It's confirmed. 3.1 is coming out today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's got a bug. <laughs> oh, inevitably. <laughs> That's no surprise. Everything has been nerfed until we can fully analyze what's causing the problem. We'll get back to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, this is this is going well. It's ten past nine, and we haven't even got off the development part. Which is the thinnest development section we've had in probably forever. Yeah. Well, we we could we can go to an advert. We can move to on. We can, fair, yeah, we can. If you look at the show after post, we've only done about fifteen minutes. I know. What's this? What's this post thing that you're all about? Like where Cal goes off and does his magic, and everybody doesn't appreciate him for it. We all appreciate Cal. Oh, hey, who who invoked the mighty me? Um. I did. Hello. Yeah, I've just, sorry, managed to get the feeds <laughs> all running. I had to add a buffer to them, so sorry everyone was watching for oh. the confusing little issues that we had going, but now we seem to be cooking with gas. Uh, what you can see in your screen are live feeds from Ed Levice, Kurgle, Dr. Toxic, and Psychical. If you're listening on the radio, what you can see is whatever you're looking at, but if you're on twitch.tv forward slash live radio, then you'll be able to see each one of the crew's feed that are currently streaming. We've not got Phoenix to fire set up yet, and our guest, we didn't get a chance to set him up yet either, so that might come in the future. And they work! They work! It works, yes! Only one thing you need to do is try and make them not look so whitewashed. Because your your feed looks beautiful, but the rest of ours look, like, rather whitewashed. Anyway, shall we move on? Shall yes. we? Shall we do? Should we do more things with the thing and the stuff? Yes. The yes. Let's do more things with the stuff with the things in the place. Oh, with hey. the people. Newsletter. Maybe. Sounds good. Colin, what do you think? Newsletter. Colin is not here at the moment. He said, oh. uh, "Ben, can you take over?" Oh, okay. I totally missed Colin saying that because I was having too much fun flying my ship in third person view. Well, get out of third-person view and the recording studio where I should be. I'm having fun flying my ship in third-person view. Anyway, should we talk about the newsletter? Does anyone care about it? Uh, they talked about the ECM, which we talked about last week, so, you know, a bit late, bit late to the party there, but I know they come out on Friday. And it was awesome. 
It was awesome. Nice to see it. Coming um, announced how much money we raised now. Yeah, £5,145 something to something, uh, which is massive. That includes... Okay. Oh, no, we're minus £25 because there were £25 came in from Spider-Man games after the fact for T-shirts that they sold at the event. So that needs to be reaccounted and redistributed. So that's something that will go. We haven't published the books yet. We are very close to... There's just a number of donations that were put in the tin that we're trying to iron out. Um, Simuf is a stickler for getting the details correct and um, we've already paid £2,200 to Hearing Dogs UK and £2,200 to Special Effects which represents the cash taken on the day and the money that we had to pass on to them essentially um, Russell did the dog tags on the day and he took payments through Just Giving so that's not through us and we don't know what went into the charity tins on the day because again that's not handled by us so those are unknown factors that would either put the total up hopefully a, little, you know, a chunk but um, yeah, over Hoop it up, cut her goal. Um, hopefully, if I, uh, the the you know that that um, is a spectacular total for a day of what essentially was a ton of fun. Um, thank you to everybody who. I'm right in thinking that's the most we've raised so far. Oh, crikey, easy. I mean, the whole thing was, yeah. but before we'd even had the event, um, due to the successful number of tickets sold to the event, we had enough profit. And that, that was down to the hotel being and phenomenal. And the hotel was awesome. Yeah they, they, yeah, they really did help us keep costs right, right down wherever possible. And um, as a result, we were in, you know able to break last year's total, which was £2,000. Uh, well, it was about 1,900 or something, but we rounded that up. Um, so last year's oh. has been doubled. So both of them are two. Oh, wow, we've doubled it. Doubled it. Now, I'm not sure that we can beat that next time. It would take a challenge because we're going to reach a point where we have critical mass for the number of people and costs yeah. of venues are going to be difficult to get as good as that but that's what we strive for and as the organisation team uh, this one was led uh, for this one by Dave uh, Pearson and Rob um, who was Rob Hooper who was down there they were the kind of leads on that one for the hotel liaison and back and forth um, I think you can tell it was Dave because he was the one running around like a blue arse fly trying to hold things <laughs> together but the guys you know the the crew in the background you've got what Mike Snoswell Carl um, Carl Agnew who happy birthday to him just turned 150 uh, this week oh he doesn't look a day over 149. Um, so Carl Agnew is, is in the back team. They've got Simon, you've got Russell and Andrew, you've got uh, Eric Markey as well, Mike Snoswell, I think I said, and, and everybody else that we bring in, depending on where it is, who then runs stuff. And of course, all the volunteers in the day and everybody that brought stuff for people to do. You had Fletch doing that amazing Zombicide. Does, is, have anyone in the crew, have, you, have any of you played Zombicide? I played Zombicide. I played it last year's ECM. I didn't have a chance to play this year. It's my new favourite game. I love it. <laughs> um, so, right, moving on from that, we had some paint packs, which... There's military stripe, military stripe, and I thought there was another one as well. No, mind wait, the retro games is Stephen Usher. Sorry. Yeah. See, once you start yes. naming names, you get in trouble. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know, that's that the I thing, yeah. 
Um, so paint packs, anyone, did anyone go off and buy any of these paint packs or specially like them and things? Uh, well, they're, they're for a python and my python is decorated how I like it at the moment, so I, I passed this week. Yep. Yeah, I uh, passed. So Sagai released episode, episode 8, issue 8, edition 8 of their absolutely fabulous and awesome bulletin. Um, new, Christ. I should be. I should know this. Uh, absolutely fa- fabulous and awesome magazine, which, as ever, looks bloody awesome. Well, you um, mean absolutely fabulously looking awesome? Yeah, and good content and interesting content as well. Yes, um, I, I must admit, I, I, I've had seen the latest uh, Sagittarius Eye. I think we can thoroughly recommend it. Um, I did like the the articles that they did on Inra. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I, this sounds terrible. I would love to actually be able to go off and buy them from R.S. McCall or something like that. Mm. You know, I I would really like to be able to just get it from R.S. McCall or, you know, or you say jo- John, John, John Mingus. No, I'd say John Mingus. God's sake, get it pronounced right. Uh, Is Mingus even still a thing? No. Okay. Yes, um, yes, yeah, it's just one oh, of the, you good. know, Ming, 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 what he Mingus. said, um, it's, <laughs> it's now kind of more of a supplier back end, um, but I know, pe- right. well, you know, I know people that work for them, whether or not it's still called that, actually, I don't know, that was a good three, four years ago, so it was still, oh, okay, you know, still since the disappearance of the Ming, I used to love that store, I used to go in there and get my PC Pro, get all my PC yeah. magazines, and then your stationery, and then you could go and get some videos, and then go downstairs and buy some books, and then... I bought, hmm? I bought my very first video game from John Menzies. Oh, and welcome to the Old Ben Reminiscing Podcast. <laughs> Our ship trooper from that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yes, I'd love to, I'd love to see paper, print editions of Sagai because yes, just, I'd love to. It'd be so cool would it be to read it because the only time I get a chance to read it is when I'm on the train, and I just love the idea of just casually flicking through this beautiful and awesome magazine while sitting on a train. You could always buy a decent printer and print it out yourself, and then. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get it as glossy as a real magazine, though. I don't know how you'd go and turn it. Photo paper. Yeah, but then photo paper's not as floppy as magazine paper. I don't know how I'd make it into a real magazine. Yes. Well, you want it on paper because an e-reader is not good enough. So you prefer? It's got to be on glossy paper, but it's got to be floppy glossy paper. But it's so Ben, you prefer. Floppy rather than stiff and the magazine. For my, for my magazines, I prefer floppy magazines. Gentlemen, in the <laughs> elite dangerous uh, world, uh, the Galnet focus has been that there's been a murder. There's been a murder dun, dun, of, dun. of an, imperial, yeah. an imperial senator. Which has, um, let's see, had something to do with uh, Jameson? Yeah, well, that's the, right. The killer left a note. Like, <laughs> what does that happen? Oh, I don't know. That sounds like more assassination, then, doesn't it? Yes, well, apparently the, the murder victim was a descendant of 
the uh, one of the people who supposedly sent uh, the late Commander Jameson on their suicide mission. Um, so it's an interesting twist, actually, because I'm not sure about uh, the rest of you, but I kind of thought the Jameson thing was done and dusted. It was like one of those footnotes, oh, that's interesting, and then move on. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, uh, Frontier have other ideas and have um, brought up some kind of blood feud. Maybe. Well, it, it, I don't think it's a blood feud thing. I think it's certainly, judging by the, the community reaction, they might have decided to act on that. Because I do believe a lot of people in the community went, oh, <laughs> that's not nice. Or would that affect? I, I would love the idea of his relative doing something. Uh, Laurie Jameson did it. Yeah. In the with the with the pie with the with the wooden spoon. In the Coriolis. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, yeah, Laurie Jameson did it with a uh, shieldless sidewinder, and the and the thing was speeding in the space station. Murder by proxy. Yep. Yeah. I can get that. So there's also been a profile of... Um, oh, how do you pronounce her name? Halsey. Just mean Halsey? Name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Ring Gold Electronics campaign has also concluded. Was that the actual the mining one that everyone was enjoying? It finished very quickly. Yeah, who would have thought that people would have enjoyed mining that quickly? Um, Maybe they rumor has it, most of it was cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a vicious slur. It's a vicious slur, who say, he says, looking at the top ten list. <laughs> I'm squeeing. Well, you guys are so unlucky. No water wells or anything out here while you guys are on. Oh. Water wells are pretty. I think, sorry, to, for Toxic's point of view... Um, I think I have resolved the picture quality of your stream there. Well, it does seem to be a bit weird in colours. Yeah, you've resolved it for the full screen. Uh, that looks really nice, but but when you've got them all up at the same time... Yeah, I've not updated this a bit. So, looking... But yeah, that's looking really good. Yeah, so looking at the community goals for this week, we've got a trader and we've got a bounty hunter one. So basically, <laughs> it's the same same kind of bounty hunter. Yeah. Bond. So same old kind of community goals that, uh, as per usual. Uh, and on top of that, uh, we have the um, 3.0 Elite Ship Scale video. And that seems to have gone down uh, very well. That was good. It's. I'm kind of saddened that they're taking away the all of it docked on a outpost looking thing. I was it's glad they did great that. background now. I I'm glad they did that. They took that away because I found it on the the outpost docking a bit distracting from the size. Mm. Personally, yeah, I preferred it without the uh, docking sort of port bay around the ships. Yeah. And of course, they've got a state of the galaxy of the first quarter of 3304, which shows everybody's um, trips around the galaxy from EDSM. Uh, How many shapes are drawn on there? (laughs) How many rude words have people tried to draw on there? 
Well, in the past, body parts. written their names and stuff, haven't mm. So, um, at this point, I'd like to bring in our guest, Lord Knight. Hello. Greetings. Thanks again. Yeah. So, um, from what I've been told, you do a fantastic video series about how to farm for materials. Uh, yeah, well, I, I have a multi-part series on what I consider to be better ways to farm for materials. Uh, can we just ask straight off, you're not happy with the existing way, or did you think that Dav's hope uh, wasn't providing enough? No, it's not that. What? Okay, so what, the, what brought this all on was as a player, which I am, um, I was looking for uh when i first got into engineering i didn't have people that were um giving me info i wasn't connected to private groups or other players i was pretty much doing it on my own when uh, engineering came out so the internet was my friend and anything i was looking for i was looking up online where do i do this how do i find that and the problem that i encountered was most of the stuff that i was looking for was severely outdated information or it was information that was no longer relevant in the game by the time i got that information and tried to use it and so this was very frustrating and also finding that um a lot of these forums and threads were only talking about how to find a specific object uh it wasn't until i accidentally discovered doing some uh particular style of gameplay that i'm like i got two or three different types of materials just from doing this one thing that's pretty cool and the more that i did this as i i have a fleet of ships and i'm engineering all of them i was never very good at the engineering side but uh that was kind of the problem with the game. You you set out to do engineering, but you spend more time gathering the materials than you really do with the engineering. So mm -hmm. it didn't matter if I knew engineering or not. I had to get the, get the materials before I could do anything anyways. And it was just um, going through the frustrations that anybody setting out to do engineering goes through. Like, where do I find this? I've spent several hours. I haven't found a thing. Oh, yeah, but then the next day I put in 15 minutes. Now I'm throwing some away. You know, the RNG is just really, you know, a huge factor in how this works. And, and again, it's finding the latest, most relevant information. If you're telling me to go to a system that's in this state, that when I go there, that that system is still in state. So really it was just, it was through my own personal experience that I realized that there are ways to go about doing this that um, I, I'd found a different angle that I didn't see anybody else focusing on, uh, which was collecting different materials at the same time in one style of gameplay. Instead of just focusing on, I'm gonna go get grid resistors, I'll go do this. Um, but then I'll go somewhere else to go get this other material, which might happen to drop at the same place I got the grid resistors, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm finding not only am I getting the physical materials, I'm getting some of the data materials all at the same time. And, um, and I just realized, ah, this is a different approach than I've seen anybody else take. And um, also that uh, there are different styles of gameplay. You know, besides the, the three big ones, which is combat, exploration, and 
and uh, you know trading. Uh, for me, the the different styles of gameplay are you know anything from looking for USSs to mm-hmm. um, doing this uh, distribution centers or convoy beacons, planet prospecting, um, and and also the the two secret gems of da- Dav's Hope and the Downed Anaconda. Mm-hmm. You know those are great, but you know. I'm not looking for everything for free. I'm not looking to take the re- easy road on everything. Yeah, Dav's Hope is great. There's some reason that they put that in the game. It's a nice resource to get a lot of these uh, materials, but it doesn't give you everything, you sure. know. And and uh, the Down Anaconda that really only produces four of the rare materials, uh, two of which are really easy to find planet side. So out of those four materials, two of them. You know, you you can get. I've even learned how to stack the uh, raw materials by finding places that have uh, high concentrations of both elements that I'm looking for. So instead of going to one planet for one thing and another planet for another, I find a planet. It takes me a little bit longer, but I can find a planet that I can get both of those materials that have a high drop rate, and you know, kill two birds with one stone. So I just thought, you know, this might be uh, something worthy of putting into a video. Um, also it stemmed out of, I started a discord server with a few friends and as it is a shrine to all things elite, all, all the information to help people along what's going on in the game right now, what's something that I may not know about, um, you know, thrown into the server, the, uh, idea of making our own content as opposed to borrowing everything off the internet was very appealing to me. And I was like, yeah, that would be great if not only we could, you know, be a library for things elite related, but to go and make our own content would be awesome. So that's pretty much how that came about. Mm. I, I take it the the videos cover uh, how to gather materials from 3.0 onwards, or have you been doing these for, for the whole of, of Horizons? You know, somebody else mentioned that that this was, uh, I should mention that this was post 3.0, and I'm like, of course, I mean, that's implied. Why would I be making a video about 2.4? I mean, it's this is current to right now. The, the videos came out now because they're relevant right now. Um, so yeah, this is, this is all what works in 3.0. The problem that I encountered was when I first discovered these, uh, methods and they were quite easy at the time was at the end part of 2.4. So when 3.0 came around and I was in full production mode, um, when it got to the point that I had to go and, uh, cross my T's and dot my I's, I found that some of those things, uh, weren't in the game anymore or they had ramped up the difficulty level that this was no longer you know an easy uh dav's hope kind of situation in another Mm -hmm. area you know now now you had defense perimeters turrets and other authority vessels firing on you and like this used to be a lot easier than this what happened you know so that modified the final result um that you know it made me realize this is an ever-evolving game and the information that i'm putting out right now is uh you know, a lot of it's probably going to be irrelevant by the end of the year because the game's going to keep progressing. And these methods that I've I've pointed out, they're pretty much locked into where we are right now. What I try to do, though, is take away that element that the Internet had of 
being very time specific, you know, like, well, you know, on August 14th in 2016, this system was in a state of war. Well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, one, in one of the part of the videos, I talk about using the galaxy map to find out what's relevant now. You know, there's a couple websites like EDDB we can use, but there's also stuff in the galaxy map that if you know how to set your filters correctly, you can find out what's, what system is in a state of war right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so this information is relevant whenever you do it, not whenever you come across, to, uh, whenever the information was out. It's whenever you come across it, you can find out from the game itself. And that's a problem with the game. It doesn't give us enough information to tell us what where we need to go and what we need to do. So yeah, that that is quite true. I do find myself um, having to hit up uh, Inara quite a lot in order to find where things are. But of course, and even though Inara, Inara can be somewhat vague at times, you yeah. know, they they have a ability to point us in the right direction on a couple of occasions. But you know, half of those times, the information is very vague too. You know, so. But, so would uh, you say yeah. your would you say your videos are pitched at the person who wants to start engineers or is it the the, the wizened old mechanic who's just wants to top up their supply or is it a bit of both you think well we're talking demographics um basically the the veteran is probably already set in their ways on how they do things. They know where to go and do their things. They might There might be a few that are open to the suggestion of, here's a different way of doing it. But I think a lot of the veterans have pretty much already found their method and it's hard to teach an old dog, you know? So the demographic for me really became the new player or somebody uh, who's interested in doing engineering but um it left a bad taste in their mouth and they haven't really tried it recently and maybe this will rejuvenate their interest in you know giving it another go if they think well you know there can be up to six or seven different different ways of getting specialized legacy firmware you don't have to beat a dead horse for six hours just doing this one thing um you know so and also anybody who's buying a new ship engineering is one of the second thing you do you a rate it and then you engineer it so you know it's really for the beginners and the intermediate people i think the ones that have dabbled with uh engineering but maybe didn't like the way it was going and abandoned it and i'm hoping maybe to turn their opinion around give it another try with a different approach now i've seen the videos i'm definitely when i get back to the bubble i'm going to go and check out um, the bits and pieces that I can do to gather the materials because if I go and have a look through my <coughs> excuse me um, if I go and look through my materials right now I've got not really that much I mean some things I've got plentiful of but they're like grade one things I should think like mag- magnese um, focus crystals <laughs> biotech conductors I mean would you actually say it's easier to I don't know the approach would it be better to top out your material uh, bunkers before you start engineering or is it a case I I would say so yeah because if you've got all of the materials that you can carry you've pretty much got everything for a few rolls of everything I think the repetition would kill you personally 
it would be a lot of work to fill up your inventory. I mean, I think one of the better improvements that they made uh, in 3.0 was changing our inventory system. I, th I think that was a step in the right direction. I also think the uh, engineering process uh, is also been... I, I think the new system is definitely an improvement. Um, it takes a lot of those negative variables out of the, the the situation, and you don't have to hunt down for 500, you know, pieces of this just so you can try to God roll that. And um, uh, that aside, you know, filling the the question is, should I fill up all my bins so that way I have more than enough materials for any type of engineering? No, because it's going to take you a really, really long time. And the real goal is to get to the engineering. The, the sad part is we have to go and spend more time doing the material gathering than we actually get to do, you know, uh, pulling the handle at the slot machine. So, which is no longer a slot machine, you know. <laughs> so really uh, what I would say is try to use um, an app like ED Engineer is great for this. You can look at the different... Um, modifications that you can do now my series is only covering the the basic and the most common types of engineering done to your core modules thrusters shields power plant distributor fsd you know um there are several different ways that you can engineer these things depending on what you want to go and do but the most common one for the for the most common player uh i i did a poll on this i asked tons of people and uh, you know this was based off of their information what you know their go-to engineering module was but if you want to do something specific you may need a different type of engineering like you know your your power plant or your uh you know, your FSD, you may want to go with something else other than what I've lined out. Um, so instead of collecting all the materials you can fit in your inventory, I would use something like ED Engineer to look at what the different modifications available are, decide what you want to do with that ship to determine what engineering it needs, and then go and get enough materials to do just that engineering. Because right now, I think the most roles I've done of any type of engineering has been 30 to 32, somewhere around there. So if you have enough materials to cover 30 roles, which not all of those materials need to be, like your grade one material isn't going to be needed for the grade five, but I'm going to have enough. I, I also uh, engineer multiple ships sometimes at the same time. So when I'm doing, you know, one power plant, I'm doing four power, power plants. So I get enough materials to handle 30 roles for that ship, 30 roles for that ship. You know, so that would be the method I would recommend is just get enough for what you need to engineer the way that you want to engineer that ship because it gets you to the engineering quicker, which gets you using the ship for what you're intending it for quicker. That's the bottom line. I was um, speaking to you before and talking about the fact I was going to uh, look at your videos and then as a complete noob to engineering and avoiding it like the plague because it, I just saw no benefit to it and then having recently realised that in order to do what the next job is I plan on doing I'm going to have to engineer my ship I uh, followed the advice in your videos and um, I would say that if you're watching these videos to get all the answers then you're going to be sadly disappointed because it's not a case of doing that. What it's doing you is teaching you a fun way. How to find your answers. A fun way to to get to engineering. What I mean by that is, I arrived back in the 
bubble yesterday, and uh, I started engineering this morning, watching the videos and getting stuck into it, and I am now on my way with my frameshift drive engineered. I've got some clean drive mods on my thrusters and I've done a scanner um, upgrade so that I can surface scan from a bigger distance. And that's from having nothing that I've collected actively. And um, yes, going to Dav's Hope is a great way of getting some of your stuff. But um, one of the biggest and most helpful bits of information in your video was if you've spent 20 minutes with no success go and do something else try a different way yeah. because you're banging right. so for example i was trying to get wake scans and trying to find one of those distribution centers was just i was jumping using the galaxy map finding all the places in famine going there and the people, yeah. the, the advice I could find on the internet was saying things like, it's a thousand light years out, it's a thousand light years out, it's this many thousand light years out. And I'm thinking, in what freaking direction? How do I know when I've gone out far enough? How do I know when I found it? Scan the nav point. And then you said, if it doesn't appear in your list, jump to the next one and save yourself a lot of hassle. Don't waste time trying to find something. Go and find one of the easy ones to yeah. find. Look at the high population systems. And before you know it, I've done it. And I've got it. So the next thing was surface mining for arsenic and uh, manganese and, and arsenic was where I went first and I found a 2.9% distribution according to yeah. EDD uh, B, DB and I went to the planet and I was there for 25 minutes and got not right. one teensy bit of arsenic and I thought bugger this I went to my manganese planet and I scooped tons of of manganese and then I went to materials trader and I bought the arsenic went to the engineer <laughs> and I'd, I've done all my engineering and it was uh, I have to say a, a little bit of mistakes like for example arriving at Dav's Hope and getting my SRV my only SRV stuck in a building and then self-destructing yeah. it and having to go buy some more I went back with eight <laughs> you'd be surprised how many uh, people I've actually rescued out there because when I'll, when I'll go out there I'll, I'll flip the boards and uh, every now and then I jump into open and there have been uh, at least two occasions where I've seen somebody he's got their wheels stuck on, on something <laughs> and I'd been there myself but uh, luckily I was there I'd give them a push and now I've got new uh, you know yeah. players in my uh, private group that we can wing up with and I'm like well that was worked out pretty neat maybe but. we should yeah maybe we should have the shunt rats and, and they just sit at Dav Hope in a, in a different wood and just jump in <laughs> but yeah. I, I actually I have my own little uh, my own little thing I do there um, some friends of mine and I when we went to Dav Hope it's a low gravity planet so one of the activities that we like to do is what we call long jumping and basically there is a little bit of you know, of a ramp in the surface texture on one side of the facility that if you come at it full speed, launch off of it. And this is before the sign of the property that says Dav's Hope. You can launch off this little, you know, uh, ramp that the, that it's on the, the texture of the surface. Using your thrusters and the low gravity, you can clear that entire facility in one jump and land about another facility's length worth you know, <laughs> in the other direction, we've we've tried landing on other people's ships and uh, seeing how long we can stay airborne. It's really fun. So one of the things that I would do when I'm out at Dav's by myself is I'll go through the, um, I'll flip through the boards, you know, to refresh the 
the content and then I'll go into open play and if I see another player in there I'll just I won't communicate with them I'll just start doing my long jumping all they see is SRV just flying over the place you know like, what the hell is that guy doing and then the next thing you know I'm sitting on top of their cutter you know waiting for them to come back to their ship just I'm laughing my my butt off on my end just going I this has got to be crazy for them so one time I did this when I uh, logged out and uh, went back to my doing what I was doing I came back into open these two guys were now doing the long jumping I think I had showed them like hey this could be fun and uh, yeah they were uh, spinning and tumbling all over the place but I think uh, I think I showed them something else to do at Dav's Hope because when I came back they were <laughs> they were no longer looking for materials they were they were practicing their jumping and it was pretty funny so yeah I have to say thank you for the videos because it did it avoided me becoming miserable doing the grinding for it because what I was basically doing was looking at what I needed and I got to the point where I got to level 5 and then started on the experimental upgrades and then it just kind of goes repeats the process you've already done and I was like here's the sad fact one it's, chemical, it's a grindy game yeah I was one chemical manipulator short of completing it <laughs> so back to yeah, that it, it, it's a grindy game with a lot of RNG and there's just there's nothing we can do about that that's how the game is set up and that's what we have to deal with but there are more than one ways to skin a cat and I don't think a lot of people realize that I think when they go okay I need to get uh, mechanical equipment or you know chemical processors they're thinking of just that one material when you really need other materials that are very similar and uh, a lot of ways you can get these uh, my favorites turned out to be the um, uh, distribution centers and the uh, convoy beacons but you know you got to remember there's also a, there is a large number of people that take their morality in the game literally and they don't feel that murdering innocent people especially a distribution center that's like shooting up the first aid station yeah you know it's just a game but i i respect the fact that you don't want to be you know murdering innocent people so what i'm trying to do is show you that there's uh, and a lot of times there's another method there's another way of doing it so you don't have to get your hands you know dirty this way um also, I, my research told me that a lot of these materials can be found during combat zones. I just think that's a really dangerous place to go farming for materials. And uh, as, as I'm trying to you know, educate some new players, I'm not going to tell a new guy to go into a combat zone and start picking up you know, loose loot. It's just ridiculous. So uh, yeah, that might be a valuable, uh, uh, that might be a viable resource of materials. But I'm not including that in this session. And if murdering innocent, you know, T9s are against your game policy, then there's a couple other ways. There's, you know, there's, there's usually more than one way to get any of these materials, except for a couple, like the, the planetary prospecting. Even those, you can get a lot of those through mining. And um, unfortunately, the exquisite focus crystals, those, those are just... Those are one way. That's a mission reward. That's it. There's you can't find them anywhere else in game except maybe in somebody else's cargo if you want to liberate them of that. But that's hit and miss. <laughs> pir I didn't did um, see the piracy update in that one. Uh, but yeah, thank you because I've now got a thirty-three light year jump range on my Type Nine. 
Well, thank you, and I, I just hope the information is is helpful to anybody. I, really, that's the whole purpose. I've just found a way of getting more bang for my buck when I go out hunting for materials. Because I, my goal is not to hunt for materials. My goal is to engineer. I just have to go through this process to get to that process. So, if anything I'm doing makes it easier, or maybe shows that there is a, a way that people didn't know about, I, I hope it works for them. That's really the bottom line. To be um, fair, the health force advantage. Sorry, Jan, did you want to jump in there? Um, no, I was just going to mention that. Excuse me. I was just going to mention that um, sometimes anacondas drop um, grade five materials like exquisite focus crystals in a hazres. That's one thing I would say as well. It's one place I go and tend to, instead of going shooting T9s myself, because. I'm not against the policy of shooting T9s. It's just... It's I've, shooting fish I've, I've in a barrel, and I've them. learned to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually I, I quite admit, fun. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I don't know. I mean, I, just, I let other people shoot them. Except I, Grant. And Grant, you're going to have to make sure you put your name on your ship so when I come across it, I'll know, wait, oh, that's the that's the cow. Don't shoot the cow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the cow. Everybody yeah, will be able to know the cow because basically he's the only person that looks like a cow. I was going to say, does cow drop chemical manipulators when you blow him up? <laughs> I drop no, bio waste. No, he dropped bio waste. <laughs> yeah, but yes, bio I've waste got... and an awful lot of it. You should be able to recognise my ship because it's the it's the one with the cow skin on the type nine. Awesome. The only one that we all paid for. <laughs> all of us paid for. The amazing bastards. <laughs> ben, uh, do you want to ask your question? Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, you've got these awesome ways of ma of getting your mats, but how do you think the the additional the addition of the material submission rewards has affected things? Do you think are they worth taking or are you better just going for the money or the reputation? Well, I really don't see a change other than the graphical layout. I mean, we were always given opportunities for materials before when you're taking missions. You know, you could look at the mission and say this one's either paying money or influence or materials or a combination or whatever. So the only th difference that I've really noticed is in the graphical way it displays that information. Um there are times again if there's somebody that goes i don't want to i don't want to murder innocent people it goes against my philosophy well then maybe you might want to start looking more at the mission rewards and uh seeing if you can find any of those materials that way um you know dav's hope is a is a great alternative but you know the mission rewards i use them Sometimes. Uh, one of my favorite things in the game besides uh, roaming on the planet in an SRV is playing Galactic FedEx. You know, I take packages from this station and I go over to that station. And yeah, most of the time it's for the money, but at, at some point they offer a material that I go, you know, I could go and do this to go and get that material, or I could just take a little less money off this mission and they're going to give me three or five units. That's awesome. So it just depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing that, you know, that, that decides, you know, how I decide. Okay. Um, one, I, I think what we'll do is, uh, anything they'd like to ask? Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> no. Um, well, the, the final question is, I'm quite interested in, in hearing your opinion on this as a as a material gatherer, do you think um, it the process would be improved if you could scoop materials that other commanders drop? Because I know um, that's not available at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Are you not able to do that? <laughs> I, I don't know that I've run into this scenario where I've... I've uh, no, like, I think if you drop them, they just like... They, they just vaporize. Yeah. It's not I like colorful, but... Right. Um, there was a question somebody gave me yesterday that, oh, no, it was, um, I think it was a video uh, somebody may, may have been Yamex pointed out that why don't they give us the option in our uh, contacts panel when we're, say, on a planet roaming uh, and we, you know, we shoot up a rock and a, and a couple rocks are there, different minerals. Um, there's no option to collect all. You know, we can filter, yes, pick that one, but don't take that one. But one of the most basic operations would be, let me pick up everything that's there in front of me. Mm. Let me just open my cargo scoop and scoop that all in. Uh, it's nice that we have these filters, but they're not including the, the most obvious <laughs> requested feature, which would be, let me just take all of that stuff. That would be great, and I'll move on. And I think that applies in space as well. That's just like the commodity market, though, isn't it? Please just give me a buy all button or a sell all button next to all the commodities. Yeah, I have to do this all individually. Yeah, yeah. And let me change my weapon loadout without having to always look at the in animation before I can move on to my next choice because it's really stalling me for time. Um, the animations uh, are great, but I. Same plays for. Um, oh, what was it? Mine's just gone blank. That's it. Wing missions. Um, why? I, I I like the option of choosing how much cargo I'm taking for my wing mission, but usually if I'm out on wing missions, I'm out purely for that wing mission. So I want a damn take all button, so I don't have to sit there and hold my mouse button or whatever button while I pick yeah. up eight hundred and how many tons in my clipper cutter. Sorry. I think just going back to something uh, was said earlier about being able to transfer materials, um, I'm actually kind of against that as an idea, right. mm -hmm. um, simply because at the moment, uh, materials are a alternative currency in the yes. game. Okay. So as soon as you um, are able to trade in that, it then negates it as a currency. So you then get the same sort of inflation and whatnot as you would get uh, in a traditional MMO. So let's say, for example, if you could trade, uh, I don't know, arsenic for something else, what you'd find is you'd find people short-changing or short-cutting the materials trader in order to get better deals and stuff like that. So you would introduce a in-game economy mm -hmm. uh, using, using an alternate currency. And yeah, although it might be nice just to drop some Jumponium materials for people, I think the um, the intention is is for that to become a unique account only currency that um, negates in effect the the credit mechanic because credits are fairly you know, universal, but they are also fairly meaningless as uh, as a measure. I also, I think you're right in that 
their original idea behind like the whole engineering when it first came into the game was to make you go and try all of the different bits of the game wasn't it yes and if you if you take that requirement away it just makes the whole point of engineering removed really because there's no longer that impetus to go and try all of the different aspects can i throw one more thing out there go on well i have the opportunity um one of the things that I'm, I'm hoping that uh, these videos will point out too is that um, the material traders is a is an interesting feature. I, I like it. I think it's convenient for a lot of people that would rather just trade their low materials, get a bunch of low grade stuff that through methods that they're already familiar with, and you know use the material trader as a way of you know swapping this for that. If that works for you, that's great. If it's easier for you, makes it quicker. Because again, the end goal is just to get to the engineering. So that I think that's great. Personally, I'm not going to use it. I'm not probably going to use it at all because I like the old school method of going out and actually getting these materials because it offers us a variety of different styles of gameplay. You don't just have trading, mining, exploring, and combat, and that's it. That's all there there is to this game. There's there's more, you know? And, yeah, you may be going out looking for materials, but if you look at the, the graphics that I put up, there are so many different types of gameplay. There's, there's uh, like, ten different types just on those graphics alone, you know, of going to civilian installations and mega ships and other points of interest, uh, you know, even if they're not to get materials, it's allowing you to do something or see something in the game that you wouldn't otherwise be doing. And I think that's adding more to your experience as a player than just going, well, I have to go and do this grindy thing so I can go and do that grindy thing. You know, maybe maybe with this uh, set of vi videos I put out, you might be able to find a different method of playing that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise, and it brings more enjoyment to your experience. So oh, I, I completely agree with um, the the discovering new gameplay because um, I never would have I've never done any base raiding at all until basically I needed it. And then once I discovered it, I thought, actually, this is quite fun. But um, I think these days now, the crime and punishment would now put me off from doing those, which yeah. I think is a bit of a shame. I, th I think they have a lot of work to do on that still. So, yeah. Um, I think the one thing that put me off engineering full stop was Marcus Quint. <laughs> Everybody's oh, favorite engineer. I, th I think... Yeah, that that was that was the absolute ball breaker for me. I'm afraid to say, and uh, I think it it took me quite a while to just get back into the game after actually getting past him, because oh, I don't know, so yeah. much effort for so little gain, so much salt in one little dose. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break for a moment, uh, and then we'll come back with the community news. Natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vegas Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. 
If you think that Vegas Slim Weed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Traveling with Vegas Slim Weed ingestive may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself at customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea or vomiting. A small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Well, welcome back. And it is quite fortuitous that uh, we just finished with the Fuel Rats advert there uh, because the Fuel Rats have been involved in a few things this week, haven't they? Yeah, it looks like some presumably players have gone and UA bombed their home city. Yeah, yeah. so that's Wilhelm Vision in Fulham has been UA bombed. Uh, the community has fixed the station already, is that right? Yeah, it was like 24 hours or 48 hours, I think, before they'd got it all fixed. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, it does seem to me that you bomb one of the good guys and the community will will rally around them and basically get people up and running again very, very quickly. Uh, it... it has anybody got anything to say on the on the poor fuel I'm rats? I'm kind of interested in who it is that might want to UA bomb the fuel rats. You know, I can't imagine anyone that hasn't been helped by them at some point, or might want to be in the future. I don't know if it's who it is, but I know there are certain commanders out there who enjoy that kind of thing. Uh, some of them rather notorious for doing it, shall we say? Uh, infamy for infamy sake yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't want to give them any... I don't know if it is them, but I don't want to give them any credit if it was or wasn't them. Yeah, basically it's troll bait, isn't it? Yeah. It is, but according to Frontier, it's legitimate gameplay. It's, you know, it's it's naughty and it's a bit mean. But mm-hmm. as we've seen previously with the... Um, with other things that Frontier are very reluctant to involve themselves in UA bomb stuff and would prefer the players to unite and sort it out in-game. Yeah. I mean, that is one opportunity for people that, yeah, for instance, a lot of people complain that they can't stop um, a community goal once it starts, but if you UA-bomb the station, which collects the bounties and stuff like that, that is one way to stop a community goal. 
And I, mean, I think you, a lot of people just use that. You've got to wonder, haven't you, if that was a smaller player factions that had less um, friends than like the Fuel Rats, would they have maybe got the publicity or even the support to get their station back online? Um, Probably not. Because, well, let's be let's be honest. There's the fuel rats, and there was the the uh, the gentleman who was the uh, the terminal cancer guy that was heading out to Colonia. Um, yeah. Both of those guys, as soon as 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 soon as the the uh, UA bombing hit the hit the headlines, the community responded like that. But I'm afraid to say, for say, um, if Winard's Hall got UA bombed, would we get anybody helping? Uh, there isn't a challenge, by the way, to UA bomb it and see if people respond. I was going to say, I'd probably help bomb winners whole, to be honest. <laughs> You've got a UA bomb winners whole. <laughs> no, we're not suggesting that in any way or form. I don't think it'd be bothering me. I think it's it, oops, I just crashed into a star. Uh, what what would you know? If you want to get winners' attention, then you have to uh, UA bomb uh, the Doncom system. Which, of course, is the home of uh, Broadcast Cobra. Broadcast Cobra. Seriously, they've actually they've set up there. Yeah, yeah, they went to Backport. <laughs> <laughs> have you not listened to the interview yet, Colin? I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, and to be honest, in Colin's defence, if you ever ask the question in, in any Lave Radio room full of Lave Radio members and ask, have you listened to that episode? Colin is, generally speaking, the one person that listens to everything. So the fact that he hasn't caught up with yours is not to be worried about. He will, because he always listens to everything. Yes, and I, I hand out notes, don't I? Sorry. And exercises. Yes, I've still not recovered from all your red pen. <laughs> My hand hurts. <laughs> well, and moving on, uh, we have uh, the Sagittarius I had also covered the, the subject of the, the fuel rate the few rat UA bombings. But one of the other things that the Sagittarius I have produced lately is a special report on uh, by oh, Eldgard von Rhein. Now, I hope I've got that right. I do apologise if I'm not. On the, the latest progress with the Thargoid attacks. Now, we know that the Thargoids have attacked 32C uh, Pisceum, which is well inside the bubble. Um, thanks to the Eagle Eye network, I think everybody knew the thing was coming, but nobody managed to um, stop it. Eagle Eye is maybe not quite as reliable as we were hoping it would be. I guess we'll find out on Thargoid Thursday. <laughs> Thargoid. Thargoid Thursday. Yes. The okay, thank you, Mindwipe. And jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fix it in the edit. <laughs> fix it in the edit, Cal. <laughs> so, I mean, has anybody else seen the special report? Because I, I thought that was quite interesting. Apart from saying I agree, it's quite interesting, and I'm just—I don't know if Eagle Eye is being deliberately misled or if it's that we're misinterpreting it 
I did hear rumours of a a certain potential Thargoid spy or something like that, you know, telling people who are doing the decrypting that actually no, uh, your the thing that you think it is is wrong and it's actually over here. You know, I did hear stories about that as well, which obviously you know, how does he know? Well, True. He does. He he does work for Frontier. Um, sorry, he does work for oh the club. The, yeah. Shall, shall we? Shall we just refer to them in game as the club? Uh, I, I think aren't we done to usually refer to as the the pilots' federation or something, or various other things like that. The authorities, God, possibly. Dav, <laughs> actually, here's a question: Is Dav God or is it Braben who's God, and Dav's just an angel? Well, I don't think this is the right forum for those kind of theological debates. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know if I trust everything that's coming out of Eagle's Eye for various reasons. Mm. Um, and things have been seen where they haven't been seen, and they haven't been seen where we expect to see them, so yes. we shall see. Uh, well, it could be the fact that the Thargoids are adapting. They have in the past. So um, we have a... You know, this might be of interest to you, Cal, because uh, you love your BS, BGS. Um, what's this about single traction, transactions having a stronger effect than bulk transactions? Ah. I saw ah, this That's my expert opinion. No, um, I know that some of the issues that are becoming on problems with the, uh, the BGS recently, um, and certainly with the latest sort of uh, adjustments and such has been the weight uh, applied to transactions and points rather than a combination. So uh, multiple bounties cashed in get more points than one large, huge amount of bounties. Uh, oh. and, and the issue that that g generates is the makes it an awful lot easier to undermine player factions, so I'm hoping we're going to get some changes and updates to that, but essentially points, oh, I can't remember the exact details of it now, the point points are assigned uh, on a transaction basis so therefore uh, multiple transactions give you we'll more get points you more results. than right, gotcha. one large transaction, which is craziness so whenever you're cashing in your exploration data, selling one system at a time is going to get you a much bigger feckin' headache and sore hands than selling a page at a time, but you would be getting 50 times the transactions. And that's a wow. significant improvement in your payout. So this Go is... On. Yeah? Do you want to borrow my account to sell all of this exploration data? Because I've so far got well over... 20 well, pages. Don't 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 you know, don't forget of course there is a limit on uh, an individual's effect in a particular system. Um there's a maximum amount of influence or adjustments that you can gain with your data, which is why if you have someone in charge of your player faction, always check in with them because what they would like to do is balance what you've got over a number of systems. However, I am sorry, even for the Hutton Truckers, I went, I got through about five or six pages of data before I went, you know what, I don't give a shit, I've had enough, I can't do this, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm, this is taking longer than it took me to jump back from Colonia. <laughs> um, and it just it's, it's just painful, so 
Uh, I know that the player groups, the AAA ones, have been lobbying for some changes there and are willing to demonstrate it and to show and work with Frontier to make a fairer system. Because at the moment, it ain't it. And it is, as I say, it is offering far too much weight to easier gameplay um, for undermining than there is to defend against that. And it was a problem in the past uh, for other reasons. And again, we highlighted it then and the player groups got together, provided the evidence and showed it and there was changes made that made it better. Um, But there's been changes made since that have now put it back to being a little bit out of um, where it would like to, like it to be. Kind of like when they tweak a power play and you find out actually, well, that's a great tweak from this point of view, but unfortunately from that point of view, it's going to cause problems. Uh, it's the same with that. So, fingers crossed. That's a- so, we've got to thank uh, Walt Kerman and the Mercs of Macoon uh, in order to uh, for highlighting this issue. I think they've, they've, they've said they've been sat on it for about three years. <laughs> well, um, I don't know about that because, oh, as I say, there's been an, a number of issues. Um, it's only just recently, um, because I say the Frontier and the Treble A groups do tend to have an awful lot of dialogue for issues like this. And it certainly seems to have become a bigger issue more recently. Uh, there was issues in the past uh, where uh, a group could come into a system and... Uh, within the matter of minutes, you know, put you into uh, a situation where you can't defend against losing all your influence, so they can easily reduce a faction to 1%. And I believe, you know, that was dealt with and tackled, and this is just, again, a very similar situation, a, a slight unfair advantage in certain points. And as I say, for poor explorers, um, if you want to gain your player faction the best you can, it involves a freaking headache, uh, RSI, and um, potentially... A lot of macros. Yeah. But as an explorer, aren't you used to that anyway? No. no the, 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 the jump scoop nightmare that is doing going to Colony in your Type 9 with an unengineered light <laughs> frameshift drive is 1,500 jumps, right? That's, that's painful. To then get oh, awesome. to the location and then start selling, and it's 50 clicks. But it's not 50 clicks, is it? It's click in the system, click and sell, click in the system, click and sell, click in the OK, click in the system. So you're talking three clicks, 150 clicks a page. <laughs> and I can't believe you actually worked this, this one out. This well, no, I, did it. I sat there and did because what you've got to do is, you've first of all got to find out how many pages, so you've got to go from page one to page whatever, until you've reached that 10 million uh, credits kind of that's the maximum benefit you can give and then you've got to take a note of each starting system and end system on each page so that you know when you've sold the page because when you sell one system at a time it just scrolls up a place so you lose the page if you see what oh. I mean so you've got to take a yes. note of when you get to that next one and then you've got to mark it down and then you go right I've sold that page now I want to the next page I've got this page to go and then once I reach that system I have finished selling my 10 million credits worth have you included Sorry, have you included the number of clicks that's needed to get rid of the... You have found a new system that no one will ever visit. No, they're additional. 
The, but they're usually additional... Oh, God, that's not... It could be an additional one-click for each system, depending on how many new systems you've found. So you're talking about a potential for, yeah, 200 clicks a page. Aren't you able to macro this together, Grant, using voice attack or any other application? You, if you did it in voice attack, you would still end up shouting, oh, fuck it, wipe, <laughs> wipe my save. Oh. You know, I, 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 I can name my command, ah, oh, fuck it, wipe my save, and then go off and it's a dangerous do the dishes one. or something. It's a dangerous I one. I can macro the Chroma, because I can set custom macros, and I can customize them. You've so. got to be careful with macros in Elite. That's the other thing. Yes. <laughs> well, I do know. Hey, the, Alexa, the- wipe my Elite save. <laughs> Well, I do know that uh, one of the reasons why we had the this the save by page is because uh, I do believe I think it was Fiery Toad <laughs> when he first finished his full uh, run, he did a, a video showing the hours and hours that he had to go through in order to get rid of all the exploration data he did. So yeah, <laughs> it's still something that I think I hope that they they look at the next version. So um. On to, we have Commander Tuko So. Now, he has posted a scaled image of the rescue vessels hanging over New York City. As I saw that. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It has an Independence Day feel to it, though, doesn't it? The way he's put it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's one of the things about the, the, the big mega ships is that because we're in space, you do lose that sense of scale. I mean, it's not as if you've got a blooming aircraft carrier flying next to you um, into your anaconda all the time, so you know that the ship is as big as an, an aircraft carrier, but that just gave you a real sense of oh, they really are quite big, aren't they? It looked to be about the length of Manhattan Island to me. Yeah. It, it did. It, it was... Um, yeah, very impressive, but I didn't see a mega laser come out the bottom to blow up the Statue of Liberty. Oh, hang on a second. What? You it was could, the Empire you could State point down, down the way and go boom, couldn't you? Yeah, but it was the Empire State Building that blew up in New York first, wasn't it? It Not was, yes. yes. There's all the people saying, welcome aliens and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Thargoids. Welcome, I, for one, welcome our Thargoid overlords. Boom. Anyway, moving on, we have a uh, Matt Ricardo has also made a fan video of elite ships flying in an Earth-like atmosphere. Uh, has anybody else seen that one? Yes, I did. It was it was really well done. What they what they appear to have done is taken footage from uh, looks like some degree of flight sim. I don't know which one it is, but they're superimposed elite ships. Uh, flying over this Earth-like planet to kind of give you an idea of what atmospheric flight would be like using elite ships. And I think he's actually taken it from an aircraft because certainly later on in the video, you can see what looks like the reflection of someone holding their mobile phone up to like the inside window. Um, oh, that's that was a really cool video. Yeah, really cool video. Oh yeah, it's about one minute, one minute thirty, and you can actually see the reflection of, of the window on the on. Yeah, the, uh, the background definitely looked had a, a lot of realism to it. But what I took notice to was the lighting, 
the consistency of the lighting of the background and on the ships was so consistent that it just really sold the effect. And it, it didn't look fake at all, did it? Yeah, it was really. It was good. amazing. It was really well done. So yeah, that's Matt Ricardo. We'll be putting a link to that video in the show notes, as we do with all our uh, all the videos that we mentioned. Um, what else have we, have we got today? We have got more fantastic pixel art from uh, T Faddy. Yeah, I put this in the show notes because uh, I sent him a message last week and he didn't reply in time for um, for the last week's show notes. Um, but this is just a link to an album of all of his other pictures from Elite Dangerous. We put a couple in last week's show notes. Oh, the, yeah, these these really do look, looking through them, really do look quite nice, especially some of the, the arcade type um, super elite. 8-bit. Oh, that just re- I, I would play the hell out of that game that he's imagined. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's like sort of R-type with sidewinders, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on from there, we have more Commander artwork by Commander Ian Benston, which was featured in the back cover of the Sagittarius Eye. That's a really good piece of art, actually. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed that particular piece. I That's thought I had a bit of a commander, isn't it? It is, yeah. For me, it had kind of an expanse feel about it. I was funny. I was just going to say that stuff because I've been watching that lately. So yeah, again, quality piece of artwork. It just looks super super professional, doesn't it? Yeah, you do. You, there are times when you just look at the what comes out of the creative the creative side of this community, and you just go, "You're just so impressed," because basically you haven't got the skills to even have a hope of hell of matching them. So you're just there going, "We are not worthy." So some of them genuinely do put the professional outfits to shame don't they they're really i mean not just the artwork and the fan stuff like that but applications and like helper sites and databases and stuff this game you just couldn't play it like you can now if it didn't have the community it's got Mm. on the subject of uh new websites um kraskitty uh, presents the new EDRP community beta test site that will be going live this this Friday. Um, can someone bring us up to speed on what that is? That I think is competition for your site. EDTWRB. Is it now? <laughs> Great. Just yeah. when I, I yeah. spent six months building the bloody thing, and someone else comes along and does something similar. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't think it's straight competition, actually. No, it's not. um, I think they're uh, more focusing on the roleplay side of things. It's not just that. I initially thought that the site was a place that would allow, like, any roleplayers to see when each other were online and get involved with roleplaying with each other. And although they have a helper app that lets them do that, it's basically for members of their EDRP community private group. Um, so maybe there is room for another tool that allows you to do that, you know, wider than one private group. But it does look interesting. <laughs> Thank you. You've you've, you've sold my hurt feelings. <laughs> uh, 
Um, according to Commander Witherspoon, Cross Kitty does quite uh, does role play, but with very strict community rules. So um, I guess that's to uh, uh, to help supplement uh, the private group, as you were saying. Well, she's a Twitch streamer as well, isn't she? Is she? Yep. This is the first time I've ever heard of. She is. No, yeah, she used to. Um, she used to stream uh, a couple of years ago, uh, but then I think real life took over. Mm. And uh, she's now back, but she Damn used to run. Yeah, she used to run a um, role-playing private group and stream that um, before she took a hiatus. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she was uh, an elite ambassador at one of the. She was, yeah. EGX ones, wasn't it? Or because I know that uh, Eric Marquet was at that one. I believe she was, but she's based in the States, so I think she was like one of the US side ambassadors, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also, lately, uh, just released today, Yamis, uh, the Yamis has released uh, another one of his videos. Oh, has anybody had a look at the, the roasting he's given Elite Dangerous on that one? <laughs> I haven't uh, yet. I suspect what we'll need to do is because there's been quite a few topics, not only on RNG, but the um, the way in which you gather materials for Guardians and the whole thing like that. So that feels like uh, a combined conversation. For another day, yes. So... So we are we're coming very quickly to uh, to the close of the show. So does anybody have any final any other business that they want to discuss before I go the, to the uh, shout outs? Ooh, I could just say you know I, I am going to be AWOL from podcasts for me, um, not for any nefarious or bad reasons. Just really to try and get all kinds of chickens barking in the same line. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically we're getting chickens to bark, really. Uh, not bathroom updates, although hopefully I'll be able to get that tackled. It's more about things like uh, what I used to do and what I've not been able to find time for and getting back into that and also trying to get Susie where we need her to be health-wise as well, with a bit more concerted focus and um, sleep as well. <laughs> so it's trying yes, to sleep. trying to get that our real life thing uh, into the right order before I find myself at a doctor's having a chat about what I need to do or face more dire consequences. So um, at the moment, I think I've got about three stone to lose. And part part of this month we'll be finding procedures and steps and things and practices to make that much more natural than currently trying to fit something into a day that I just, A, can't find the time for, B, because I've got other excuses, so let's get rid of those excuses and um, tackle problems that mean I'll be around for podcasting for more years. Yes. So when you get in lipo, so you can stay with us for longer. I can't do lipo. That's terrible. I've got. I've been. To, I've got a good. Uh, a good Dyson here. I could try some. Colonic irrigation. Do, 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 <laughs> do it to myself. You could go down. You could go down to um, Staples and seeing if you could get a stomach staple. Yeah, or swallow elastic bands because I heard that works. These ideas just suck. <laughs> mind but would you like to gain three stone I tell you what if you don't mind it <laughs> unfortunately it's around the tits and arse 
I'm sure he would love a pair of tits. Yeah, but that's it's, no. so it's not. This is not. Uh, I've got bad news and I have to go and do something about it. This is. I don't want to get bad news, so I'm going to do something about it now. Get some good practices in and come back with a point where I don't fall asleep halfway through podcasts and things. Yes, preemptive measures. <laughs> Certainly, leaving these guys at the end of a show going, Grant. Are you there? Can you play the outro? It's not going to happen again. <laughs> so, anybody else before we lose Cal? For because basically this will probably be your last show until I think until it might that, be. It? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm not disappearing. I'll be around. It's just a case of trying to free up evenings so that I can really get a good kick in to uh, real life and then come back in with all the energy in the world. Oh God, we don't need a cow with more energy. Sorry, I'm now picturing a cow crossed with a Karach. Next ship name Red Bull. <laughs> Intervene as Red Bull. <laughs> okay then. Well, um, oh, one final thing that I will say is congratulations to Commander Sellers in the Lake, Dave Hughes, who for getting to Colonia long before I have got a bloody chance to, but he managed to on his stream on Monday. Um, so for our shout we have, of course, LaveCon 2018. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be aligned with episode 200 anymore because we missed one. Um, what's the state of play with LaveCon at the moment? Does anybody know? Well, I think um, the platinum upgrades are still available for people with gold um, tickets. I believe the camping tickets should be on sale. Unless, mm. yeah, so... Unless they're sold out. It's all, no, they're not sold out yet, but it's all go. It's all go. It is going, basically, so, yeah. If you, so if you want something and it's not there, it's not going to be there. I think that's the key mm. point, but yeah, the, the all the hotel rooms are sold out, says Commander. Is that Witherspoon being helpful again? He checks the no, site, yeah. so we don't have to. Yes, he, he does check the site quite often, and uh, for all those of you who... Um, would like to stick it around. We've got his fantastic Galnet news coming up afterwards. Oh crap! As oh, oh please tell me you've got it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's on my deck. Honest. <laughs> oh yeah. So how much is the gold to platinum up- upgrade? I've been trying to get hold of Karen, and I haven't got anything back yet about how much I'm going to be paying for Lavecon. How much any of us really? As volunteers and stuff. And well, stuff. we'll be able to discuss that off off yeah. show. So, um, phew, let's see. We've got, of course, the good old uh, CQC Discord. But you know, that's Discord me Elite Dangerous CQC. Uh, for if you wanted to uh, have a go with the uh, to team up with people to go for the CQC action. Um, I've just made an update to edwtrb.com, which will now allow people in groups such as RPGs, uh, wings, to message each other uh, so that they will be able to help organize their groups and wings better. Uh, also, if you someone does put a bounty on you, you will get a, an email notifying you that Commander such and such has targeted you. So at least you are now forewarned. So uh, development is ongoing with that. And thanks to everybody who's signed up. So who have we got 
in the Twitch chat today. We do, have we got plenty, Ben? We have lots. We have oh, 54. Yeah. And I don't really want to read them all out like I did last week. I'm not that... You're not that much of a, a, a masochist. I, I was last week because I was feeling silly. Yeah. Have uh, you I'm, got... I've been boring and sensible today. Ooh. Yes. Um, oh, we're, we're getting requests from Mr. Winjin Pom. How is Mr. Jarvis? And we do believe Mr. Jarvis is working on the last episode for series one of uh, Escape Velocity to, to bring that up to date. It's Hopefully we'll hear about that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we do know that he is working on... I think the, the last I heard, he was still working on the audiobook version of Lave Revolution. Um, I cannot remember, but I, I think they were aiming to show it off maybe at... Uh, at LeafCon this year. Yep. But we haven't had an update on that. So as far as we're concerned, that is our... Um, we haven't been told otherwise. Uh, we do also have uh, a request from... Oh, good grief. C13, ARR's consci 3 NC3, who is desperate to know if there are any commanders from Australia watching. I know for a fact, I think it's Miggles is from Australia. He was flying around Lave. He's hanging around Lave at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so so there I you know go. There are a couple of Australians in the Discord as well. So there we go. Lave Radio cares. <laughs> so, uh, moving <gasps> finally on. Anything else before I quickly shout us out? Uh, yeah, I was going to have a quick mention about uh, Lay Radio episode uh, 200, which is rapidly approaching. Um, to say we're trying to uh, talk to Frontier about getting some special stuff lined up. Um, so a little hint, Ed, read your mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the chat. But uh, yeah, so we, we, we're aware of it uh, coming up quite uh, quite quite quickly we, we might have to go to an episode 199.1.2.3.4 uh, um but yeah so we, we we are aware of it and uh we're trying to get stuff to happen yeah um apparently commander witherspoon's being very helpful again you will find that the leave revolution audiobook can be pre-ordered at the radio theater workshop.com uh, store so um, if, you're, if you're interested in a new Elite audiobook, hopefully that's where it'll be. Uh, I think we need to rename him. We should rename him to Wotherpedia because he's... <laughs> yes. Absolutely fantastic. And also, uh, that was Claire Conscience, not that C13AR. It's all Elite speak. I'm too old for Elite speak, which is ironic considering I'm doing an Elite podcast. Anyway... I'm sure it's elite speak. Elite speak. See, I can't Something even say it right now. I, I don't know. I, I use English. <sighs> but anyway, that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. 
contact us at facebook.com slash laveradio. We're at laveradio on Twitter, and you can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. You can join our TeamSpeak server, where commanders like to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com, where you'll also find a lot of hut and truckers there as well. Uh, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at uh, 8.30 G. British summertime at the moment uh, and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Grant, thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, thanks to uh, Dr. Toxic, thanks to Commander Kurgle, and thanks <laughs> uh, thanks to Lord Knight for his fantastic um, uh, contributions to tonight's show. Well, so thank you. And- <laughs> It's absolute pleasure having you on, mate, and we will would like to invite you back at some point in the future. But until next time, fly safe. But if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Someone's having an orange inserted. I'm going to see the galaxy. Twenty-fourth of April, thirty-three oh four. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, it's two Jameson. Thargoid senses a menace. Sees cannon. Asp beats Diamondback in deep space popularity poll. It's two Jameson. The Empire was rocked last week by the news of the assassination of Imperial Senator Nestor Cartesius. Cartesius, best known for wearing a toga and hanging around the bars and nightclubs of Cathasol, was found with a little note pinned to his cassock, bearing the words, For Jameson. This may be a reference to Commander John Jameson, who was killed by Inra to hush up details of that organisation's genocide of the Thargoids. A theory lent weight, as Cartesius is a direct descendant of a senior commander of INRA. 
Alternatively, it may be that Senator Cartesius was murdered by a commander working on his dangerous combat status, so he could get an introduction to engineer Laurie Jameson. Emperor Lavigny Duval made a brief statement lamenting the loss of one of the Empire's staunchest champions, and vowing that the Senator's name, whatever it was, would never be forgotten, and that the Empire would administer swift and terminal justice in the general direction of anyone it could frame for the crime. Thargoid censors a menace, says Cannon. Thargoid specialists Cannon Interstellar has become victim of so-called UA bombing, whereby Thargoid sensors are sold into a black market, a process that results in technical faults and the loss of services. The Cannon Institute, an outpost in the Call 285 sector, is only one of 31 stations suffering the effects of the alien biobombs. The effects are described as similar to the effects a bank might suffer when it attempts to upgrade its computer systems, with customers locked out of their accounts for days at a time. The number of stations affected by UA bombing has risen sharply over the past two weeks. It's not clear if there's any causal relationship with the apparent pincer movement on the human homeworlds by the Thargoids, with the Thargoid spearheads now little more than 60 light-years from Sol. Asp beats Diamondback in deep space popularity pool. With sign-ups for the Distant Worlds 2 expedition approaching 2,500 commanders, it seems that the Asp Explorer remains significantly more popular than the Diamondback, with the 800 Asp commanders outnumbering the 200 DBX commanders by a factor of 4 to 1, despite the Diamondback Explorer's vastly superior jump range. However, the number signing up in both Lacon ships together doesn't equal the number of Anaconda pilots, which is already in excess of 1,000 commanders. The most popular paint job is Black Friday, which shows up really well against the darkness of the void beyond Beagle Point. There are 11 Frontier Expo paint jobs and just four commanders sporting the Lavecon colours. Mysteriously, three crates have already been signed up, making a ship whose release date hasn't even been announced three times more popular than the Federal gunship, which is the choice of exactly one brave commander. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.